What's up, everyone, and welcome to another Splitting Uprights episode. Today, uh, Texas right now is in a record low of temperatures, uh, snows everywhere. The entire state is in a winter storm warning, but we're still here recording this episode. It's myself and Josie today. We're going to be talking a little bit about some NFL stuff uh, with the news about Houston Texans defensive stud, J.J. Watt getting released. We've got a couple things we're going to talk about that. But before we can get into any of that, we got to do our best and worst. Josie, I'm going to go to you first for your best and worst, sir. We we moved to Texas for this, the winners to be not as bad as it is as my colleagues up in the north. Like, I... I hate the like I love the snow because I love being able to play in it, but the only bad thing about it is it's not it's very fluffy. It's not compact. So you can't build snowman, you can't do that, all that sort of stuff. So the worst is the snow sort of disrupting my life right now. Like I don't have any Wi-Fi. And like it's kind of it makes you realize how much you depend on Wi-Fi to do what you need to do. Uh but the best is that I hey we got snow. This is the first time in Texas we've got snow like this in over 10 years. I think the last time it happened was when the Super Bowl happened here, what, like 10 years ago in, in, in Arlington when Green Bay came and they were saying like how it was 70 degrees early in the week and then turned to be negative. It like, feels like negative two within the week and that's how it feels like right now. Um, so yeah, the snow is the best thing. It was also the worst thing because it's making me realize, holy crap, how much I need Wi-Fi in order to survive in, in my day-to-day duties. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, uh, being from Indiana, um, I, I'm not. I was not. I was born there, but I did not live my like majority of my life there. I've lived majority of my life in Texas. I'm a Texan Texan boy, uh, so I'm not used to the cold weather. And uh, right now, it is seven degrees, and with the wind chill, it is it feels like negative thirteen here in Texas, and that's crazy to say. Um, yeah, and you, you, you yeah. add the snow, and it's not fun. It's funny. I, I I I had to send an email out to all my all my peers at work saying, "Hey, my internet's out." And I, but due to a, a snowstorm in Texas, they're like, "I never expected you to send a, send an email that starts off due to a snowstorm in Texas." I'm like, "Yeah, well, it's, it's 2021. You know, you expect the most randomest things." And when in Texas is getting a snowstorm, and it sucks because my buddy's in Tampa. Mm-hmm. He's over here sending me stories on the beach where it's 82 degrees outside. I'm like, "I hate you right now. I'm, I'm over here freezing my butt off." When it's negative 11 outside and you're over there on the beach drinking some pina coladas, I'm jealous of you right now. Hey, I mean, I honestly enjoy it because I don't have to go and do anything. I get to sit at home, play video games, work on the well, podcast, you know? Yeah, well, you have the luxury of having Wi-Fi. You could do – I can't do that stuff. I have to rely on a hotspot. And then if I don't touch my phone every five minutes, the hotspot goes out. So I have to rely on that for the next two or three days until my Wi-Fi gets back and restored. Well, hopefully that gets back and restored. But um, I'm going to go into my best and worst. You know, student teaching uh, on Thursday and Friday, a lot of the neighboring uh, school districts actually canceled school, meaning that they had to go back in April, I believe it is, around Easter and uh, go to school. Uh, Whereas my school district, as of right now, does not have to do that because we did not cancel school. So that's the best for me. We did not cancel school on Thursday and Friday of last week. We didn't have any real ice around us. So for us um, as teachers, we did, we were able to go in and not have to waste that that day like your like your soon to be wife because she had to she was able to stay home Thursday, which I'm sure was very nice cuz she didn't have to drive very far, but 
Um, she does have to go to school in April when it's a little bit nicer and I'll be able to have a nice long four day weekend instead. So yeah, that, that was always a dilemma back in school is like you as a kid, you want to be able to take that snow day, mm-hmm. but then you don't realize you got to make it up when it's beautiful outside. Like I'd rather take that day off mm-hmm. in March or April when it's actually like enjoyable yeah. instead of staying at home and being stuck in bed all day and not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, and I actually have a very funny story. So although I only lived in Indiana for a couple of years, my parents born and they were raised in Indiana. So they're, they're used to the snow, the ice, everything as a whole. And uh, when we first moved to Texas, they, uh, I lived across the street from the school I went to in like second grade, third grade. And so I walked to school every day. Well, my mom, it, it was snowing outside. She's like, oh, you know, no big deal. It's just a normal day. I'll send you to school. So she sends me off to school. I, I walk from the front door all the way to school. Like literally, if you stand on the sidewalk, you can see the front of the school. So it's my mom, yeah. you know, I've been walking for most of the year. So I walk to school and I get there and there's absolutely no one there. The doors are locked, no cars around. I turn back, walk home. I'm, I go, mom, no one's at school. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, no one's at school. Like there's no one at school. She's like, what do you, so she went and checked all the school districts are closed. And I mean, we're, it's barely snowing outside. There's a little bit of ice on the ground. Mom's like, what the hell's going on? Like in Indiana, you go to school, even if the, even if the snow's blocking your door. Um, so a little funny story for you. Just, you know, the difference between Texans and Northerners, I guess you can say. Um, but uh, it, it, it's always nice to have. I, and I feel like snow days are more fun when you're a kid. Because right now I do oh, yeah. not want to go outside. I do not want to get my feet wet. I do not want to get my hands wet. I want to just cuddle up and and be in a warm blanket. But when I was younger, snow day hit. I put on all the gear and I went outside and we were playing with our friends, throwing snowballs, playing in the snow, doing whatever. It just happens with old age. You don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> so yeah, I just want to stay in bed all day and watch YouTube and, and and play video games. So exactly, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um. But I mean, I guess I don't really have a worse besides that, you know, potentially this week we might have to work from home, which I mean, isn't a bad thing, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm just now getting used to actually teaching as a, as a student teacher. This last week was my first official week as having full responsibility. The next two weeks are also supposed to be mine. And I think this week we might have to work from home. So it might not be fun, but it's not bad. I mean, yeah, it's not bad. It's just one of those things where I'd rather be in person. As a PE teacher, you can't do much from home. Yeah, true. <laughs> so I guess that you might can, be worse. You, you, you could be those teachers like like sort of doing push-ups at home and everything and showing kids how to do push-ups correctly and everything. Well, the fitness gram is coming up, so potentially could do that, but uh, I don't think I will. I already have my videos and stuff already ready to go, so they're just going to have to do tennis at home with whatever they can do. So <laughs> sucks to be them, I guess. Uh, but let's go ahead and move into some hey, NFL talk. Is. Yeah, it is what it is. Let's go ahead and move into some NFL talk. Um, not a whole lot of news has come out since the since the Super Bowl a week ago. Um, obviously, we saw the uh, Tampa Bay celebration. Uh, Tom Brady got a little little tipsy, you know, not having Bill Belichick around. You can be a little bit looser, I guess. So, well, it's it's always interesting because nobody's ever seen Tom celebrate like that before. Like mm-hmm. all the other six championships he won in New England, he's been very like clean cut and professional. The one time he was in Tampa, he gets a little bit too much tequila, and he probably had maybe two shots because his body's not used to that much te- having tequila at all. And then 
you see a, another side of a TB12, which is pretty interesting that you've never seen him yeah. be that loosey-goosey before. He, he hung out with Gronk a little bit too much, I guess. You know, Florida, Florida Gronk got him, got him a little bit, you know, crazy. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it's crazy because we're talking about this cold weather here. You just mentioned Florida. It, it's like 80 degrees. They were talking about, I think it was Leonard Fournette said something that it was so hot outside that he thought JPP had all his fingers back on his hand or something. So um, very nice weather out there in Tampa for those guys. Uh, hey, they deserve the Super Bowl. I mean, they they were one of the better teams all year long. It just took them a little bit to get their feet wet. And once they got their feet wet, they were, they were, they were pretty good, pretty damn good team. So congrats to them and their trophy uh, as well. But the bigger news that's kind of happened is the Houston Texans have officially released defensive end J.J. Watt. Your first initial reaction when once you heard this news? Uh, the Texans, the Texans are done. I think they they had a really good era where I think they were pretty decent and they had a good amount of players. But it also sort of goes back to what the Texans stand for, they can never keep their good players. They always lose their players one way or the other. Um, D-Hop's gone. Deshaun Watson's gone. J.J. Watt is gone. Well, back in the day, Andre Johnson left, didn't he? I think Andre Johnson left. Was uh, he I mean, the, he the left, receiver left, or the running back? I think. He left towards the end of his Houston days, but yeah. Yeah, but it's just, it just goes back to the, the, the McNair family not being able to, I think, to have the right culture in Houston to, to have a winning team like you always look at Houston and you sort of have to compare them to Dallas because they're both in the Texas area and they're both and they're like nine day differences the Cowboys have what five or six championships like I, I know I'm a disgrace I should not top of my head but I don't well the Texans haven't even made one Super Bowl and Houston Houston's a hot market like they have the ability to 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 build a winning team there and JJ was a really good person on the field and off the field, like he, like he even stated in his video when he when he sent his goodbye to Houston that like, I never thought Texas would would be a part of my life. Now Texas is I cannot see myself living outside of Texas, but at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. But it's just, just end of an era for the Texans. Now they're going full re, re, rebuilding mode, and like for a while they were really good because they were like for like the past six or seven years they had every first every one of their first round draft picks were still playing, which mm-hmm. not that many other teams were, were, were had the ability to say that. And they were up twenty-four to zero against the, against the Chiefs not even a year and a half ago, so they had the right pieces in Houston, but it just I think it just always starts from the top down. The the GM having what what's his face as a GM and the coach I don't think that's a good model to have. I think you should have that that separation there because it's a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. And then now is going to see now, now we're going to see what the Texans do. I think more likely the Texans are going to sort of pick up what the Astros did mm-hmm. and just t- take all these first these first round draft picks and be able to build them up and have that farm and hopefully in five or six years you have a good team to win you a, what's a, a Super Bowl or maybe even be competitive for a Super Bowl because we'll see because with the Chiefs being as strong as they are in, in the AFC it's going to be hard for any team to sort of live up to that level and compete with them day in and day out yeah and I, I'll say this um, you know Watson's not gone yet but he's basically out the door um, and, and I, th- I think, you know, we'll have that discussion here in a little bit about where you think he might land, but you know, the Texans, I think wasted JJ Watts career. I know he individually had great numbers. He won three deal, you know, defensive player of the years. He was a, like a five-time all pro Walter Payton man of the year, 
all, everything he did for the city of Houston, you know, is, is crazy good. But, like, they wasted his talent. Obviously, he was Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald really was, you know, that crazy good. Um, and the Texans weren't able to win around him. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't understand why. You know, and then you add Deshaun Watson, who in many people's eyes was, you know, obviously better than Mahomes coming into the NFL and was very, you know, was compared to him. They handled that situation terribly. I mean, many people forget Deshaun Watson did not start like the first half of his season as a rookie. He, He had to win the job from, I don't remember, I think it was Brock Eisweiler maybe, or maybe, you know, maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know there was a a not a very good quarterback who was in front of him for a couple of games. Maybe it was AJ McCarron too. I don't know. Some, some generic white dude um, had quote unquote beat out Deshaun Watson. Who's a multiple, uh, a Heisman winner, I believe, and a, you know, national championship winner. And so he didn't start. They handled that situation terribly. He comes on and the Houston Texans are immediately better than what they were. And for me as a Colts fan, watching the Texans have Watson sucks. I mean, just awful because you have to go against this every single, every, you know, twice a year. Um, he's just a winner. It, it's as simple as that. Deshaun Watson is a winner and he, he just by himself changed his Texans organization, but they were unable to build really around Watson and JJ Watt. And therefore they kind of failed. I believe those two athletes and JJ Watt's career, at least as a football player, when it comes to winning championships was wasted. Now he still is going to go on somewhere else, hopefully to a winning organization to where he can potentially play some real playoff football and not lose on ESPN on Saturday at noon every year. Cause that's always when the Texans would play on, especially on wildcard weekend. So, you know, I, I, as a, yeah, I, don't know. I think, I think that the, the Texans tried in my opinion, they tried to build something around Deshaun. Like they, they, Traded for Tunsil, which at that time they didn't need offensive line help, and they gave up a first, I think one and two first round draft picks for Tunsil, and he ended up being a overall solid pickup. But at the time, the when you gave up D Hop, I think that was just like the the make or break situation for for the Texans. Mm-hmm. It kind of was made a little more, it, in my opinion, made it difficult when you have your G, your GM and your head coach as the same person. I think that's a conflict of interest. You should have two separate minds running those two separate positions, and as we can see, like the, the, the most successful franchises in, in the NFL have a head coach and a GM who are two in, independent of each other. So I, I, I think the Texans tried. And then being from Dallas, you always want Houston to not be as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to give the Texans some try. They they did what they can. But overall, Deshaun's and losing JJ, losing D-Hop, and then now losing, eventually going to lose Deshaun Watson. Like the Texans are a full re- rebuild mode. I, I really do feel like the Texans are going to do what the Astros did and just build up to the draft and just just tank for like five or six years. And then who, may, who knows, maybe five or six years when they have all those first-round draft picks and, and, and they develop them, which is the big thing. you, you got to develop those, mm-hmm. those first or second-round draft picks. They can be a contender in AFC, but it's going to be hard because the AFC looks tough. The, 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 the Kansas City Chiefs look good when their offensive line is solid. And when Patrick has time and 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 the pocket to do what he can, they're they're a tough team to build, beat. Um, so who's gonna, it's gonna be interesting what, what happens in, in Houston the next couple of years. I just really hope they don't get a Super Bowl before us in Dallas do because 
for the next 10 years, I'm going to be hearing about, oh, the Eagles will Super Bowl and Houston will Super Bowl before Dallas. I don't care. We got five. You you barely got one. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i say I'll say this about the Tunsil deal and the D-Hop stuff. Is many people saw it as a positive and a negative. I think, you know, obviously you got to get guys who are proven and getting guys like, a, like Tunsil and, you know, they traded for Kenny Stills and everything. And, I mean, it was it was good at the time, but I think you also you lose so many first round picks. Like I don't remember the last time the Texans had a first round pick, and I think it was Deshaun Watson was their last. Yeah, probably Watson. So, and like that's great. Like you traded for Tunsil, you're protecting Watson, you're doing all these moves, you're getting receivers, but you're also losing the the youth talent. Now I'm not saying Houston's an old football team, but they're definitely not the youngest team in the league. Um, Now. It's just you don't you don't you don't bring in anyone new that's like gonna excite the franchise if that makes sense. Like yeah. Tunsil's an exciting exciting left tackle. He was a young up and coming guy at the time. He wasn't just yet proven as the best, but he's starting to implement himself as one of the better left tackles in the league. And so, yes, it's exciting, but also you traded for a left tackle. You know, it's not it's not like it's not like a you know super exciting deal for the city of Houston and. Uh, he definitely struggled his first year in Houston. He he's gotten better over the last season or so, um, and I'll actually argue the deal f- to get rid of Hopkins. Yes, it looks stupid. Now, what they got back for Hopkins compared to what the uh, the Vikings got back for Diggs, that that makes it a loss no matter what. But it did help the development of Deshaun Watson because he had to start leaning on it opened up the Texans offense in a sense, because they weren't able, they weren't just going to force feed the number one guy, which is Hopkins. Everyone knew where the ball was going on third down red zone plays. Whereas now you have a little bit more open and Will Fuller definitely stepped up this year and he, he he's not a number one receiver. I don't think he is. Neither is Brandon cooks anymore, but those guys are really good number twos. And I think if they were to find, you know, maybe a, maybe a not a D hop, but someone a little bit less than a D hop, maybe even a, a Diggs or someone like that. I think they would be a deadly receiving core. Um, but I think it, I think it did help Watson's development as a quarterback not having D hop there. But yeah, because I think like because all, all, all the receivers that the Houston have are are, are solid like number mm-hmm. two receivers. Like none of them are a true number one receiver you can add you can argue brandon cooks was maybe back in new england or, or in, in the rams but him coming to houston he was not a true like receiver one thing will fuller sort of established himself until he got suspended as being that 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 go-to guy for d hop and for, for watson and then like david johnson actually did pretty good like like everybody always come wants to compare him back to that one amazing year he had but injuries and everything in between like kind of didn't let him to be the full potential that he is it's yeah. just that I think the coaching and just everything around that, that the whole environment in Houston was just toxic and it just starts from the top down and the McNair family like has high standards for the Texans. And I think the city of Houston has high standards for Texas too, because you have the Astros who, who won a world series like two or three years ago and who are mm-hmm. basically like scumbags for like a good 10 years in, in, in MLB and now they're being a top team, not top league in MLB. Then you have the, the, the Rockets like being, a competitor year in year out in, in the Western Conference, and then you have your Texans who over here are getting their ass beat every year. So it's just I think a combination of the environment that the city of Houston and always being compared to the Cowboys who are in Texas, like you're always going to be compared to Dallas. That's yeah. it's your main competitor. So I, I, I 
being from Dallas and being a Cowboys fan, like you want the Texans to succeed because it just brings up the city of the state of Texas as a whole. But I don't know. It's it's gonna it it, it it's a really tough road for them to climb, and, and I just really hope that the best success for them. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything against the Texans organization. They're definitely not the best, and they haven't been for since they've become an organization in uh, the early 2000s. Um, you know, obviously being a Colts guy, AFC South. Right now, I'm I'm ecstatic because you look at the, you look at our division. You know, the Colts on the up. You know, just had a great season. Just went to the playoffs, barely lost to the a team that went to the AFC Championship game. We need to figure out the quarterback position. We need to figure out some things on the line in the receiving position. But once we get those things, you know, kind of smoothed out, the team looks very dangerous. The Tennessee Titans, um, good football team. I mean, I'm not going to say anything, anything bad about them. They're, it's going to be the Titans Colts going up for the AFC South. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the worst team in the NFL this year at 1-15. They just signed a college coach to be a head coach, Urban Meyer. Nothing. I'm not going to say anything bad against him. He's a great coach, but – NFL is different than college, and we've seen college coaches go to the NFL and be very unsuccessful. Now, Kelly. Yeah, and to Kelly. I mean, Nick Saban even went to the NFL and was not very good. So we've seen it done before and not be successful. Now, they are getting Trevor Lawrence, which does scare the shit out of me, but he's also going to Jacksonville, which has never been a good organization when it comes to winning games. And now the Houston Texans are self-imploding. So me as a fan – I'm, I'm, this is the best news I've heard in a long time. I don't have to see J.J. Watt, and he absolutely tears up the Colts O-line. Now, they've been better, obviously, because we've gotten a better O-line, but uh, in years past, J.J. Watt was a nightmare for me. And I think he's maybe one of the reasons why Luck retired is because of J.J. Watt. Um, he, he was a beast, man. Like, people forget the the fear that he instilled in, like, like offenses, and the, mm -hmm. the, the offensive coordinators had a plan around J.J. Watt, and, it's just it's just sad that people like don't really realize the 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 career he had and is basically gonna be sort of judged on the next couple of years of his career where he ends up retiring and what he ends up doing. Mm -hmm. But I, I I still think he 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 has a special place in Houston. Like he has to because what he did for Harvey and what he did for that community is just he sort of uplifted the the city of Houston were a very very difficult time. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I said, nothing but respect for him, but. We're going to go ahead and take a quick ad timeout here from our sponsors, Anchor.fm, as well as Thrive Fantasy. We'll see you guys after the break. Okay, so for y'all at home that know Drew, Stone, and I, you know that we're big fantasy football guys. We're also big fantasy sports guys. We've gotten out in the soccer, and we're going to be doing fantasy hockey. Drew's doing fantasy basketball this year. Drew, this is exciting because now I get to tell you to come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. And here's the best thing about it, Drew, because, like, when you're doing football, and we know football, but you have to go do a lot of research about it to go look at the matchups, look at the numbers. Like, is Big Ben going to do it this week? Is he going to throw this much? You don't have to do that anymore with Thrive Fantasy. So they've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport, like you and me back in the day when we played Division Three football. So, Drew, what are some examples of how they do this? Yeah, so for so they do it differently. So NFL, you get uh, twenty different player props that you can bet on, uh, and you only have to choose ten of them. So like tonight, uh, for example, we've got the Bengals and the Steelers playing. They give you twenty people, twenty uh, prop bets. You only pick ten of them. You pick the over/under on them. 
So that's smart. all you got to do. That's all you have to do. And then for NF or for the NBA, MLB, PGA, and esports, which I know you're not a huge fan of esports, but we've got uh, you only have to choose five of ten. So they only have five out, uh, and then you only have to choose five of them. Uh, each each prop bet has a fantasy point total accumulated to it for the over under. So if you think Big Ben, for example, is going to throw for 260 yards, uh, you might bet the over. If you think he's going to throw over, you might bet the under. Uh, each value it is different, uh, and then the next per the next one might be different. So Big Ben might have 105 points for the over and, and 95 for the under, but it might be flipped on the other one. So each point is different, um, and then the most points at the end of the of the week gets a, uh, a share of the pool prize money. Yeah, but I like this part though, Drew. It's the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, and you know, fantasy sports is all about risk, and we like that. Yes, sir. We like that. Yes, sir. Uh, and then they also do PGA as well. A uh, new contest each and every day for the tournaments uh, for Thursday only and Friday only. So you don't have to sweat your golfers ruining your weekend if they do not make the cut. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who have that problem. So you're probably sitting in your homes thinking like Thrive Fantasy. I've never heard of Thrive Fantasy. Well, that's your fault because they've awarded over $2 million in prizes since launching in 2018. It has $75,000 guaranteed in prizes weekly, $75,000. Imagine what you could do with $75,000. So use promo code SPLITTINGUPS today. Drew, we have our own promo code, SPLITTINGUPS. Use promo code SPLITTINGUPS when you sign up today, and you will receive an instant match bonus up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. So download Thought Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. That's www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up today and hashtag prop up today. And we are back. We are now going to play a little game. Kind of, We're going to kind of play a guessing game. Where do they end up uh, with these two franchise or these two star players and JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson? We're going to start with JJ Watt because he is actually off the Texans roster. He has been released. Um, are there any spots that you think that you would like to see him end up? These are the, these don't have to be the most likely spots, but these are just spots that you would love to see him end up playing at. Where, where are some spots for you? Cowboys. Cowboys, easily. Uh, I, would, I would love him to be the Cowboys because him and Demarcus Lawrence on the outside, it'd be, it'd be, I'll be scary. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be good to find the two, two edges. And then uh, uh, what's his name? Smith in the middle too. Or I think he's an outsider. I forgot. Um I'll be nice, but I don't, I don't see it happening. I think the Packers, what they did recently with re- restructuring what's his face's contract, uh, the, the offensive line uh, with uh, David. David Bakhtiari. Uh, yeah, they like restructured his contract where he gets majority of the money as a signing bonus, which leaves up some salary cap to get JJ Watt. Mm-hmm. That'll be a nice landing spot for him. And it, I, I also think if you're in JJ's shoes, you want to go somewhere where you can compete. And no offense to my boys, you, you probably won't be competing in the NFC for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Packers seem like a good landing spot for him, and then everybody wants to see him go to Pittsburgh to play a couple years with his brother. That'd be nice. That'd be pretty cool, honestly, seeing the the Watt brothers play up there. Uh, but isn't is, isn't TJ up there too? It's TJ and Derek are both in Pittsburgh right now, and so JJ yeah. complete the three brothers in, in one city, which would I mean, which would definitely be really cool. Like, yeah. Uh, now I don't. I think that's where people want him to go. I don't think that's a likely likely landing spot. Um, I don't see the Steelers competing next year, in yeah. in, in in anything. And that's why I'm going to Green Bay because I think if he wants to compete next year, he has to go to Green Bay, and like and Green Bay has a chance to 
at least make it to the AFC Championship game. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it depends on how much cap space each team may have as well. Um, you know, some, some teams have more than others. I mean, Green Bay seems like the most likely spot just for the simple fact that they were in the NFC Championship game a year ago. They have A-Rod. Potentially, if, if they keep A-Rod – um, then they, then they, or if they, if they bring in JJ Watt, that might be something that a rod's like, okay, Hey, this, this is, this is nice. This is a nice little thing. I'll, maybe I'll stay a little bit longer. You know what I'm saying? Cause the way he ended it, you know, question marks for sure. So Packers for sure. I mean, I'd love to see him come to Indianapolis. Uh, I think, I think that would be a great fit for both sides. You know, we, what we've done with Justin Houston the last couple of years has been really nice for his career. Uh, I think we could do the same for JJ. And I think we have the salary cap too. I'm not saying it's a need that we that we uh, need to have, but Justin Houston, JJ Watt, DeForest Buckner, hey, and and, and Glover Stewart, because he's been balling. He's been absolutely balling for the Colts. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where JJ is going to, wherever he ends up, like, they're, I'm not going to say they're going to become instant Super Bowl contenders, but they're definitely going to end up being uh, a more – they're definitely going to have a bigger chance to potentially uh, win that conference and, you know, have more of a chance to win the division, maybe even get to the conference championship game because that's kind of the impact he has when healthy. And this all, this all plays an effect if J.J. Watt is healthy. If he's healthy – like I said, he was Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald was there. So, in my in my eye in my eyes, wherever JJ Watt goes, that team instantly instantly gets better. You know, on and off the field because he's he's a great leader in the locker room. From what we've heard, he's obviously great for the community wherever he'll be. But when it comes to on the field, he's going to change your defense because he can play in multiple positions. He can play outside and be a defensive end. He he lives inside, though, because he is a bigger guy. He's fast, um, and he can just eat up one-on-ones. So J.J. Watt, wherever he goes, is going to completely change that organization, at least for the years he's there. Two and So just J.J.'s story as a whole, like hearing him coming from like being a pizza delivery guy to being walk on to University of Wisconsin to being a first round draft pick and having a successful career at at, at Houston you just feel for the guy uh because he, I'm pretty sure he wanted to end up his career in Houston because of the things he did for the city like he met he met his wife there and everything so I just hope for the help for the best for him like I hope he's able to go somewhere and and compete. Uh, I I really do think the Packers will end up picking him up because if you look at JJ year to his seat, can I go to anywhere? The more importantly, where can I go to win a championship or Super Bowl? I think Green Bay it gives them his best shot. Have the most uh, salary cap. Like Drew, you were saying, the Colts have a good shot too. But just the Colts have the big question mark: Who's going to be the quarterback? Is it going to be uh, Jacob Eason? Mm-hmm. It's going to be. We just don't know. If you if you're a JJ, like you will go to Packers there and let and just ball out and hopefully Aaron plays what Aaron does and is able to beat the Bucks or whoever comes out of the NFC to to, to give him a shot at a Super Bowl. It'd be pretty cool to see him at Super Bowl. Yeah, and and he he obviously played his college ball in Wisconsin. Just to see him back in Wisconsin uh, playing, I think would be pretty cool as well because he was obviously made his name officially there. So, I mean, some likely spots. I mean, I think we kind of named them. I think the Steelers are going to just draw interest just because having him and 
and TJ together is going to be, you know, that'd be incredible. And then, you know, thing, things like that. I think Green Bay is a good one. I haven't really heard. There hasn't been a ton of reports as in to his desk, like places he's going to officially end up. But um, I mean, I, I just think wherever he goes, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to find success. Um, so, you know, hopefully I think he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, that's a big thing. Yeah. If he stays healthy, but I think the big thing for us as fans, and I think everyone just wants to see JJ Watt, you know, play deep into the playoffs, just as any great football player there, you know, there is. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully for him, he lands somewhere, somewhere good. I'll say that. Uh, But that's just the, the half of the issue that Houston is facing right now because their quarterback one, we've mentioned Deshaun Watson, how great of a quarterback he has become and what he was when he first came in, but he is officially wanted out. And I mean, as an organization, whenever your franchise quarterback is coming to you saying, Hey, I want these guys, I want this guy to be my head coach. I want, you know, he's not, I don't think he was demanding it, but I think he was definitely like, Hey, I want to, I want to do this. I want to do that. And to them not to listen to him and kind of, I feel like they gave him the bird and they said, you know what, we're going to do what we think is best for the Houston Texans, not what's best for Deshaun Watson. Um, I think as a quarterback, that's kind of not, not saying it's unfair because at the end of the day, like they are, they are, that is a business. They're not going to always do what's, what's best for Deshaun. They're going to do what's best for the Texans. So he wants out now. Um, some of the spots that I've been hearing about the New York Jets, apparently he wants to go to, which does not seem appealing at all, I guess. I don't know why you not to me either. I don't know why you'd want to go to the Jets besides for the head coach that they just uh, they just hired in Robert Sala. That's the only reason why for the Jets I would say you'd want to go. Um, I've been hearing the 49ers, which the 49ers, if the 49ers can stay healthy on defense and you know having Kyle Shanahan as your as your OC, that would be freaking beautiful for Deshaun to have that. Um, I, I do like the Miami Dolphins, you know, what they were able to do this year with Tua, which kind of sucks because they'd be moving on from Tua. But Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, is a better quarterback than than Tua. Tua. So th- those three destinations, I think, are pretty cool. Are there any that you're hearing, Josie, that you might think Deshaun might end up going to? Well, it's, it's going to be hard. I, I, I really would like him to go to San Fran. It'll be a really nice setup for, for him to go up there. Mm-hmm. But we, we just saw – what the market is asking for for former for a former first round former first overall draft pick in Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. So the the uh the Lions what yeah was the Lions gave up no uh, is it inversely that the Rams gave up what three first round draft picks or two? I forgot exactly what it, what it was. So yeah they gave up a lot though. Yeah they gave up a lot. So whoever's and that's for Matt Matt, Matt Stafford and, and Jared Goff, which are middle to the pack quarterbacks in NFL right now. So Deshaun Watson, I think, arguably is like a top five quarterback right now in the league. Mm-hmm. So whoever's going to pick him up, they're going to have to pay a good amount of money for him, like draft pick wise, players watching that sort of stuff. I think San Fran has the has enough assets to give up in order to to pick up Watson. But the thing is, it all depends on the San Fran want to give up a Nick Bosa. A Jimmy Garoppolo and then a couple first round draft picks. Mm-hmm. That's going to be hard because Nick Bosa, as we can see, his first two years in the league has been very disruptive and he's been really good on, on, on the defensive line. And Houston has said that they want 
starters. Like they want people to come in and play, and especially on the defensive line front. When you lose JJ Watt, you need somebody up to up in there to replace him. And Nick Bosa is a, is a good replacement. Yeah. So four nines would be cool. Yeah. I, I think that the, the Dolphins would be a nice setup too. Um, but the thing is, it just sucks for two because two is actually look decent. And we'll see. I don't know. I it just whoever ends up getting Watson will get a superstar, but I'm just, I'm more curious to see how much in return Houston's going to get for uh, Deshaun Watson. That's what I'm more curious. Mark. That's what I'm more interested about. Like how much is an organization willing to give up for a top five quarterback in, in the upcoming of his prime. That's the big thing. Cause like everybody knows Pat's number one. I think Deshaun Watson is probably number three or four. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what an organization will give up for him. Yeah, I'm looking at a list right now uh, from Sports Center saying the top 10 teams. There's some teams on this list that I don't think would actually make the trade. Uh, the New England Patriots. I just don't think they – the that's not a Patriot thing to do is to give up so much just for one player. You know, obviously, again, wherever Watson's going to go. I mean, the Houston Tekken, Texans weren't Super Bowl contenders with Watson, but they were definitely playoff contenders with Watson. So, um. I could definitely see them them not making trade. There's a team, New or- the New Orleans Saints, I could see them realistically making some trades, you know, potentially to get Watson just because their quarterback situation is very, very uncertain uh, with, with Jameis and Taysom Hill. I don't know what, you know, we we're t- Josie was just talking about the, the price that you're going to have to pay for Watson. I don't know what that price is going to be, but I think it's going to be higher than what the Saints are going to be able to offer but it's definitely a, a team that I would see that could, that would be in the Watson uh, sweepstakes for sure. Um, the Raiders, I don't see making the trade just because I think they're kind of set on what, what, what their team, I think their team is good enough and I don't think they need Watson to be a good team. I like John Gruden and the, the team that of course is on this list, the Chicago bears, a team that technically passed up on Watson, even though they drafted, you know, uh, like eight picks in front of him for Trubisky, but that'd be so funny if if Chicago has to go and try to make a trade for uh, Watson when they could have gotten him for way less um, back in 2017, I believe it was or 2016. 2016, it was 26. No, it was 2017 draft. It's, it's funny. It's, it's almost like that that meme. Like oh well, how like oh well, like how, how the tides have turned. Like like the the Bears had the opportunity to pick either Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes, and they passed on both of them. They picked up Mitchell Trubisky, which is just absolutely fucking insane. Yeah, so that that would be the ultimate meme if, if the Bears had to to give away their basically their entire franchise for a guy they could have had, which, I mean, the funny thing is, is too, is they traded away a ton of picks anyway to just move up one spot with the, with the Niners. So, yeah. you know. I don't know if there's a place I'd want Watson to go. I just don't want him to be in the AFC South anymore. So please, Watson, move on. Um, <laughs> move on from the yeah, AFC I, I think I think the, the, the 49ers would be a good setup for him. I just – you just wish for him to go in a spot that he, he could be successful because he, he has the potential to be a MVP-like quarterback. Like he has the skill set to be like a Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the attitude. I think what – it's like I think what Dabo was saying like back when the, when the draft was happening, he said that if you pass up on on Deshaun, you're like passing up on MJ because he has the attitude to go in and win and and make our organization a lot better. So whoever he lands up, whoever picks up picks up Deshaun, they're they're getting a winning quarterback. They're getting somebody who's going to go in there and change the organization. He's going to go in there and want to win ASAP. Mm-hmm. 
but it's just going to be, I, I just, it's just the, the question you have to sort of ask yourself, is it worth the price that you're going to give up? You've probably given up at least three first round draft picks, a defensive starter or a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're giving up a lot just for, just for a quarterback, but I mean, a quarterback that can change your team. So um, yeah, I, It'll be interesting to see where he lands. It'll be interesting to see how it kind of shakes up the NFL because where if he goes to the NFC, I mean, it could potentially change a team's destination, I guess you want to call it that, um, on how they're going to do the next following season. You know, he could take a he could take a team we all think is going to be underwhelming to a team that could potentially be Super Bowl contenders or at least playoff contenders. Um, and I think if you put him in a, in a scheme, you know, he's not obviously not he's not going to the Rams, but with a guy like Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, these these great offensive minds, you get him in a system like that, kind of like how Mahomes has Andy Reid. Uh, I think Watson's going to be very, very successful. But that's going to do it for us here on this episode. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys want to listen to more of our episodes, we are actually switching our drop date to every Tuesday now. But you go to Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you guys listen to your podcast. Look us up at Splitting Ups or Splitting Uprights. Uh, and go ahead and while you're there hit the subscribe button hit the follow button whatever it tells you to do just hit it because at the end of the day it is 100% free for you guys and all it does is benefit us and so if you guys listen to us on a weekly basis you might as well hit that button if you're new to us you might as well hit that button while you're there and then if you guys want to look at some of our daily content go to twitter it looks up at splitting ups check us out there we post daily content there like some poll questions uh, our fantasy recaps for our EPL leagues as well as our fantasy football leagues during the season and then we're also affiliated with a brand called split or sideline sports excuse me uh, if you look us up on Instagram TikTok or YouTube we have stuff there as well as our other podcasts like five out thank you guys so much for listening we hope you guys are staying warm if you are in Texas or anywhere in the south right now with the winter severe warnings Stay warm while you guys listen to our episode. We'll see you guys next time. Come to decide that the things that I tried were in my life just to get high on. When I sit alone, come get a little known, but I need more than myself this time. Step from the road to the sea to the sky, and I do believe that we rely on. When I lay it on, come get to play it on all my life to sacrifice. Hey, yo, listen what I say. I know